Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing here on New Zealand Sports Radio your best way to start the day up to speed with all of the uh, important sports news. It is the 1st of May. Happy May, everybody. Um, We've made it this far. Um, And uh, in sports news today, we have uh, players scared to go back to training, players scared to go back to to, to, to playing. Um, We also uh, have uh, a coach who has not been retained, even though his team will still be playing, uh, and the America's Cup team have started up again. Let's start with that football news then. Um, And over in the UK, or over in England to be more precise, um, uh, Manchester United striker Sergio Aguero has come out uh, and said that the players are scared to go back to playing um, the uh, middle with obviously the players who've got sort of children and families. Um, this is after yesterday we, t- we spoke about the FIFA medical officer saying that the season should be cancelled and they shouldn't go back to um, bringing, um, bringing out uh, or, or, or playing the rest of the seasons. Um, the Premier League was suspended on the 13th of March and um, it has 92 fixtures remaining. So I have to see which way they go. They are meeting today um, to have a uh, talk about uh, how they go forwards. Um but some of the hygiene things that they are talking about doing, players must arrive at training grounds in kits and wear masks at all time. Training in masks, interesting. Um, they must not shower or eat on the premises. If clubs want to provide players with food, it must be delivered as a takeaway to the players' cars. Only essential medical equi- um, treatment would be allowed. All medical staff in full PPE and all meetings and reviews must take place virtually and off-site. So it all does appear like there are some uh, interesting ideas there. Um, if you've got people playing, running around and tackling each other and pushing around in penalty boxes, um, but you're not allowed to sit down uh, and have a meeting sitting one metre apart. Uh, interesting that uh, you know, there does appear to be some sort of conflict with that, let's um, be honest. Um, Des Buckingham um, is the All Whites uh, coach for the um, 
the uh, for, for the Olympic team. Oh, sorry, the Ollie White's coach. Um, he has not been retained for the Olympics, even though um, it has been extended, obviously been delayed by postponed a year. Um, so he has uh, his contract will not be renewed uh, and uh, is ends at the end of August, obviously when it was originally um, happening. Um, the letter uh, says they have support of the 24 players. Um, oh, sorry, no, there was a letter of support from the 24 players to New Zealand rugby asking for him to be retained for another 12 months. Um, but uh, that has um, obviously not been heeded. And uh, the All Whites head coach um, will now uh, take over the position of the men's under 23 head coach as well from the 1st of September. The, um, and obviously with the reduction in international games, you can understand that he has time in his hands to do that. I'm going to hand you over to Stephen now, and he's going to take us through the birthdays. Good morning, Paul, <clears throat> and excuse me, and good morning, everybody out there. And birthdays today from Liverpool to All Whites, born in Iowa, USA, to the New Zealand Swimming Hall of Fame, and finally, from swimming to administration, and that's where we start. Dave Gerrard is a sports administrator, sports medicine specialist, and a former Commonwealth Games swimming rep. As a competitive swimmer, Gerard was a specialist in the butterfly stroke, winning the national 110 yards title from 1962 to 1968, excluding 1964, and the 220-yards title for 10 consecutive years from 1960 to 1969. As a re representative at the Olympic Games, Gerard competed at the 1964 Summer Olympics. He also represented New Zealand twice at the British Empire Games, Commonwealth Games, and at the 1966 Games in uh, Kingston, Jamaica, where he won the uh, 220 yards butterfly and bronze as part of the New Zealand 4 by 110 medley relay team. Francis David Francis Gerard. OBE, born this day, 1st of May, 1945, in Auckland. Dave is 75 today. Now, Dave pretty much covered the full gamut. A champion swimmer, sports doctor, Olympic and Commonwealth Games team selector, and he's also been the New Zealand team chef de mission at the Olympics. We move along to Anna Wilson, who is a United States-born swimmer from New Zealand. Wilson represented New Zealand at the 19... 94, excuse me, Commonwealth Games in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada in six events. Later in the same year, she competed at the World Aquatic Championships held at Foro Italico in Rome, Italy. Wilson represented New Zealand at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. She competed in five events, the 4 by 200 metre freestyle relay, the 100 metre breaststroke, the 200 metre individual medley, the 400 meter individual medley, and finally the 4 by 100 meter medley relay. Wilson is New Zealand Olympian number 747. She was also inducted into the Hall of Fame at Swimming New Zealand. Anna Louise Wilson, born this day, the 1st of May 1977, in Iowa City, USA. Anna is 43 today. And finally, Clint Gosling is a former association football goalkeeper who represented New Zealand at international level. Gosling made his full New Zealand debut in a one-all draw with Fiji on the 20th of October 1984. 
He played a total of 66 times for his country, including 39 unofficial official matches, which were eight internationals. Gosling gained his first, his final cap against Australia on the 6th of June, 1993. Following his playing career, Gosling remained at Newcastle United Jets as a goalkeeping coach until being dismissed by the club in 2011. He continues as a goalkeeping coach on a part-time basis for the New Zealand national teams at all levels. Clint Gosling, born this day, the 1st of May, 1960, in Liverpool, England. Clint is 60 today, and that's in birthdays today. And that was a shocking attempt at a Liverpoolian accent, Paul. <laughs> it certainly was. <laughs> um, happy birthdays then, and hopefully they all stay, um, stay safe. Uh, moving on to um, rugby news, um, and New Zealand rugby is weighing up whether it takes a $15 million um, dollar payout um, from uh, World Rugby. Uh, the thing is that this is an advance on a payment that they would normally receive at the end of the four years Rugby World Cup cycle. Um, and so uh, basically they can either take it now or they can take it in three years' time. Uh, but this is not extra money that is available. This is just early money um, to keep things going. With Brett MP is saying they're in survival mode, uh, that uh, I guess there is a fair chance that they will be looking at, uh, at taking that cash, um, even though they realise they won't get it in three years' time. Um, they're looking at three scenarios at the moment, um, where uh, no rugby, a domestic only competition, and some form of international footy um, is are the three options they're looking at. Um, you've got to say that the only uh, international football rugby that looks like being possible at the moment would be against if would be against Australia and the Wallabies if they do have that uh, if we do have that sort of Australasia bubble um, that that is being suggested. Um, all other international rugby this year, you've got to say, looks highly unlikely um, to be um, from from our point of view here at New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, also, the uh, they elected in. Um, uh, senior executive Jennifer Kerr, um, Leftfield Live Supports Agency Chief Executive Bart Campbell, um, and uh, Pango Productions founder Bailey McKay were all elected to become new board members. They're replacing Peter Keane and Andrew Golightly uh, in that, on there. So it looks like the board has been extended by one extra person. Um, ben Darwin. Uh, did an interview yesterday. Now, Ben Darwin uh, is uh, one of the founders of Gainline Analytics. Um, I had a chat with his partner yesterday with um, Simon Strachan, and that long talk interview will come out on Monday. Um, and he looked at the... Um, uh, he, he Obviously, he was talking about the review that's happening, and he says that Super Rugby um, is why the All Blacks have dominance and that New Zealand rugby has to be careful about how it um, looks at restructuring um, itself. Uh, there, the fact that they have five teams going up into one, uh, he says, is one of the reasons that the All Blacks have that dominance um, about all the connectivity that all those players have, how much they're used to playing with each other. So um, it's going to be interesting um, to see uh, how that review that's going on um, get, happens. But as I say, uh, join myself and Simon for that interview on Monday at 2 p.m. Um, where uh, Simon will talk about a lot of the concepts that Ben Darwin uh, is talking about and the reasoning behind um, his, uh, uh, his his thoughts. Hugh in the live chat there says, is there any chance the Pacific Island could be involved in International Rugby 2? 
uh, with New Zealand and Australia. Well, as they have also ring fenced and got their um, uh, their cases down, uh, that is obviously that, that would actually be a possibility. The only problem for the Pacific Islands would be that a majority of their players, international players, are probably stuck in Europe in isolation currently. Um, so it would be domestic-based only players, um, which would mean it wouldn't be at full strength by any stretch of the imagination. But anything would be good um, to see, giving them extra experience, let's be honest. Now I'm going to hand you back to um, Stephen, who will take you through our rugby league news. Yeah, thanks again, Paul. A couple of really good stories out of the NRL this morning, but we will start with the one that I have in front of me. NRL stars are reportedly planning to boycott a return to training on Monday in solidarity with the New Zealand-based Warriors. Now, both the Sydney Morning Herald and Channel 9 reported that players had a phone hookup on a Wednesday night with the Rugby League Players Association where they agreed not to go to training on May 4th, throwing a spanner in the works of leagues planned to restart its season on May 28th. The players are considering the decision because no new pay deal has been finalised between them and the NRL, even though they were promised that that would be delivered earlier this week. Nine reports the NRL has now told the players a revised pay structure won't be given to them until next week. This is because commercial complexities in involving negotiations with TV partners Nine and Fox after a broadcast deal was reached for a 20-round season. The uncertainty around pay caused Warriors players led by Roger Tuivasa-Shek to question their next move. The NRL has applied for special government exemption, yet to be officially granted for the Kiwi side to fly into Australia, where they would spend two weeks in quarantine. Now, now, one of this, none of this happens unless the pay deal, pay deal goes ahead. And uh, just finally on the story, uh, story, senior players from Roosters and Melbourne Storm, including Queensland captain Cameron Smith, have uh, backed the Warriors' stance. And uh, then finally, well, here we go. For all the talk about solidarity, not everyone is entirely happy about what is unfolding with the NRL players threatening to revolt. Now, James Hooper, who is a writer for Fox Sports, put together this piece, and it's an absolute beauty. So strap yourselves in. Here we go. Bring out the bearded lady. The NRL's May 28th return is in danger of turning into a sideshow exhibition out of Ripley's Believe It or Not. From unregistered firearms to TikTok videos on Anzac Day, and now the latest doozy, a player revolt on returning to training on May 4th if paid demands aren't resolved. Are the NRL players serious? It doesn't matter if you're Gordon Tallis, Andrew Johns or Sam Burgess. In terms of what you've achieved on the field in the court of public opinion, threatening to revolt is about as smart as taking a 12-gauge shotgun to your kneecap. There are currently 3.92 million Australians or 27.4% of the workforce unemployed or underemployed as a result of COVID-19 pandemic. In terms of NRL head coaches, there is Wayne Bennett, Paul Green, John Morris, Dean Pay, who have all stood down without pay. And then the likes of Trent Robinson and Michael Maguire, who have accepted pay cuts. In Clubland right now, the 16 CEOs are currently working through a list of staff cuts. Despite all the sacrifice, adversity and hardship being experienced around the globe, up until now, 
Rugby league had remained united. Yes, the players are the product. Yes, there is no show without the players, but there's also money if the players refuse to return to training. Yep, no play, no pay. The rumblings about player revolt returning to training feel started on Wednesday night when interim CEO Andrew Abdo told RLPA delegates during a phone hookup players would receive 70% of their wages this this year in this calendar year. In simple terms, if you're on 100,000, you'll be receiving 70,000. Better than nothing, right? Or maybe not in the case of the players. Yet yeah, you really do have to wonder what's going on because you know I'd still play for 70 70k for crying out loud. Now just before I head off uh, from these NRL stories and I'll see you again tomorrow. Up behind me, I've got a whole lot of jerseys um, on the rack behind me, predominantly rugby jerseys. But if you have a club that um, that you support, send me your jersey, and I will send it back to you. But I just want to highlight your club if there's a little I'll bit of a back. story. Really? And even if you want to give your club some sort of, I don't know, a little bit of promotion during these lockdown times, I think it's an ideal opportunity, don't you say, Paul? No, absolutely. Um, we'd love to get uh, the different jerseys up, but I'm not sure whether we want to be sending them back again. We'd, we'd, we'd love to keep them. Um, the, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, thank you very much, Stephen, um, for your update on the league. Um, going on, moving on to other news then. Uh, in America's Cup, Team New Zealand um, have got themselves back on the water with their smaller um, test boat. They've had four, four sailors out there taking that out. Grant Dalton says that it's important that they have the test boat um, during their build. They've lost about 15% of their build time on their second boat, and they need to make that up. But part of that is also the research and development that happens at the same time. Um, the uh, and the, basically the workers will be, or the boat builders will be building, um, running extra shifts to make up for that time because their three competitors have all managed to keep doing some sort of building over the last few weeks. Um, also, uh, all those people who are on the boat were wearing those location devices that we talked about the other day um, to make sure they didn't, uh, that they kept their physical distancing whilst sailing um, and, any, and they would get alerted and also contacts traced as well. So they're using technology there. Luna Rosa over in Italy um, have also managed to get their boats out on the water. Uh, but some, And they were talking about the full-size boat here but again, they only have five people on that boat um, and they've replaced the grinders with electric motors um, so they can carry on testing. So, uh, yes, some innovative ways to keep these boats on the water, to keep the development plans in place for the America's Cup. In thoroughbred racing, there had been some concerns around the stakes that were going to be available. Um, and they've decided now that all the stakes will be a flat $15,000. Um, initially, uh, and this was considered to be a working um, rate. Um, over in the trots, uh, they're at a lower level. Um, they've, their minimum stake has been 7,000. That's going to increase to 8,500 this Friday um, with two races at $12,000 at stakes there. So, um, yeah, horse racing is slowly getting um, itself back, uh, and uh, obviously it has lots. Has, yeah, those stakes are going to be down as marketing uh, and sponsorship um, dollars have been cut and also obviously they're not they don't have the same people coming through the gates either moving over to the um national the australian national basketball league uh, and 
we've mentioned that they had to do a pay cut and that players were allowed to um, get out of their contracts if they wanted to. Um, but what has happened here, uh, we obviously we expected that there'd be very few, very few players who would do that because um, where else could they go play? But MVP Bryce Cotton has um, decided to um, cancel his contract with the Perth Wildcats or opt down his contact, contract. Sorry. Um, uh, so he is uh, uh, going to be, he would have been, yeah, his, his contract would have been cut by 50% um, for next season. So the 27 year old um, American has decided that uh, he will be um, heading elsewhere to try and um, to, 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 to play basketball. Unfortunately, we'll have to see. The deadline is the 4th of May, so we do have a few more days for other players to opt out. We'll see how many other players decide to do that um, as well. Heading over to Europe, where we talked about yesterday that um, all uh, professional sports gather, um, had been banned until September, um, but the, the Tour de France was actually due to start on the 29th of August. The uh, French sportsman minister, um, Roxana Marichiu, sorry about the mispronunciations there, um, says the Tour de France has not been called into question um, and that basically they uh, have to come back with suggestions as to how they would handle it. So it looks like the Tour de France may go ahead still at the end of August. The ASO has chosen not to comment as yet. What they have done, though, uh, they also organised the Valletta España, which is the Grand Tour based in Spain, that was due to start um with the three with three stages in the Netherlands, uh, but they have called that off now, uh, and they're going to reduce their race by three stages. Uh, so it'll just be eighteen stages in um, Spain this year. Uh, the uh, Giro d'Italia, the third Grand Tour, is also um, looking at uh, uh, taking place in the latter part of the year. And you've got to say three Grand Tours taking pl taking place in such a uh, short period of time, a bit like marathon running, is probably going to struggle with um, entrance. Um, the Road World Championships still are looking to be held on the 20th to the 27th of September. Um, and we've also still, something also still have got to uh, um, reschedule their monument one-day races of this, of Milan, San Remo, Liège, Basson Liège, the Tour of Flanders and Paris-Roubaix, uh, which will all be joining, joining the, um, uh, I've gone blank, sorry, um, uh, the uh, Tour de Lombardy. Um, in, uh, in in the, the latter part of the year, Tour Lombardy being the fifth monument that normally takes place towards the end of the season. That brings you up to uh, dates with all of the important sports news. Thank you very much, Stephen, for joining me um, today. Uh, and um, Robert Bull in the live chat says, keep the Harvard jersey. It's the only spot of class <laughs> on that wall. Really? Deary me. Hi, Paul. Just before you go, I, I, you also mentioned uh, don't use the word hookups when it comes to uh, NRL as well. <laughs> I thought that was aptly put. <laughs> um, well, yes, <laughs> we might want to check uh, check that, but um, as, as as well. Um, and uh, Hugh gets in um, talking about the uh, um, still uh, the the rivalry in the uh, America's Cup between Australia and New Zealand. Uh, unfortunately, Australia doesn't look like they're going to have, or they're not going to have a have a boat in next year's America's Cup. Uh, that's a, a big shame. So, thank you, everybody. Don't forget to join maybe the Ruby Princess. Good morning. Sorry, sorry, Sue. Maybe the Ruby Princess. 
Maybe you get, get the Ruby Princess back on the water. Um, thank you. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I, I've got no idea what the reference is at all. So I'm just. Um, I yes. I'm riffing. Sorry. Um, yeah. No. That that was a shocker. That, that was a shocker. <laughs> the um, thank you everybody. Don't forget to join us at eight a.m. every morning for the morning sports briefing, um, and uh, don't forget to like the Facebook page or subscribe to the podcast. Uh, the podcast is available on all your favourite podcatchers, and just search for New Zealand Sport Radio. 